Hello. Welcome to Postcards from Midlife. I'm Trish Halpin. And I'm Lorraine Candy. And we're on a mission to help you make the most of your magnificent midlife. We'll be tackling everything from mind and body wellness to HRT and your sex drive. Trish and I are here to help you have a stylish second act and answer all your midlife questions on fashion, beauty, careers, relationships, family, and as always, the challenges and joys of parenting teens. Today, we're going to be chatting to Balance Me founders, sisters Claire and Rebecca Hopkins, about our quest to make sure our midlife skin is as healthy and happy as it can be as we age. Now, great skincare is something we've both spent much of our careers researching and investing in as editors of glossy magazines. But getting that glow isn't just about how you treat your skin physically, is it? No, it's not. And as you, our lovely listeners know, Trish and I take a kind of holistic approach to um, skincare. It's about lifestyle as much as products for us. And we're advocates of reviewing your routines on a regular basis and never more so during the perimenopause and menopause when your skin can change quite dramatically, can't it, Trish? Yes, it does. It doesn't. And it's sort of obviously you've got the aging thing, but you've also got the implications of perimenopause and that lack of estrogen. But for me, I think I'm paying the price for the old sun damage done in yes. the teen years <laughs> the olive <laughs> oil years as we call them none of us used sun cream but I have to say probably for you know at least since my my sort of early 40s I'm religious now about sun cream every day that's kind of the one thing that's yeah. the non-negotiable for me because I do have as we know my little sunspots which drive me a bit mad but um yes. but you, you've had something interesting happen haven't you in the last year yes I think this is a hormonal fluctuation situation I've had sort of rosacea um, mm. on my face which I've never had before mm. and that has required a real change of routine for me um, but I'm working on that and it's not a quick fix uh, but it does make you look at your skin every day and I've mm. been so let's say fair about my skin up until now I mean I've always applied lotion um, after my sort of late 20s from then on but uh, it has changed quite but the rosacea is what how's it kind of manic because I, I just think of rosacea as a kind of redness yeah, it's a little bit of redness. It's a, it's more of a mottled thing, but it's also for me incredibly sensitive skin. So I have a kind of redness on my face, and then quite sort of sore, itchy. Um, it's to do with histamines. I'm oh, finding okay. out. I'm on a journey with it. Okay, certainly well, think... taking more notice of my skin. Yes, now. and I think Claire and Rebecca will be able to help us a bit. They with a bit more information on that. But it's probably worth explaining for any new listeners who haven't been tuning in that the perimenopause is the ten or so years before menopause which and menopause usually happens, the average age is around 51. And that's when you have your last period. Yeah. And then that following year is your menopause. But during your perimenopause in the years leading up to the menopause, your hormones, especially your estrogen, will be fluctuating, which leads to many physical and mental symptoms, which we've discussed many times on the show with a lot of the world's leading experts, haven't we? Yes, we have. It's worth dipping into our archive for all of that information. So Trish, shall I tell you exactly what's happening to mm. our skin a bit as more we detail. Age. Yes, please. Because you on. like science, don't you? I do. You? I like to know the yeah. details. Mm-hmm. Here you go. I'm going to throw some numbers in because I know you like a number as well, don't you? Which <laughs> unlike you, <laughs> do not. <laughs> well, we lose. Get this. We lose up to thirty percent of our collagen during our perimenopause years, which is a bit annoying. Now, collagen's the stuff that holds your skin up. It's kind of like scaffolding, <laughs> so your skin might start to sag. It also becomes a little bit thinner and a little bit drier as estrogen declines, and we also 
lose fat on our face as we age. And annoyingly, we lose elastin. Um, elastin production is maintained by estrogen. So all that fluctuating of the estrogen does affect elastin. And we may experience, and I've certainly met, we've had people on the show, haven't mm, we? Yeah. Acne for the first time in mm-hmm. menopause or perimenopause. That's most likely because testosterone becomes more of a dominant hormone. So that also means we get a little bit more facial hair. Not all of us, but some of us, certainly just, Kathy Letts just talked about we, that. Yes, <laughs> just what we all want. Yes. And um, this is interesting because we've talked about this before. The fluctuations do affect pigmentation mm-hmm. because we become much more um, sensitive around sunlight. You can get brown spots. So all of that is happening, which is a tad disappointing, but it does mean that you should be reviewing your skincare routine because what worked in your 20s, when you, Trish, could drink 90 pints of Chardonnay, <laughs> go to bed at 6am and still get up oh. with Linda Evangelista supermodel skin. Well, that, that doesn't work anymore, does it now? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And I think that, you know, we're so busy that it's easy just to go with the yeah. same routine you've had, buy the same products because it's a bit of a headache to start trying to work it out. But you do need to start reevaluating and rethinking your skincare regime because what we're looking for here is better skin, not younger looking skin. Absolutely. Um, we're very pro-aging around these parts we think it's a good thing and um, we we know that there are also a lot of lifestyle changes that you can make which help your skin all over your body and keep it in tip-top condition um, and ease any of the symptoms of more challenging skin issues Absolutely. And I think uh, stress, obviously, I think we're about to find out does affect skin as well. So I think it's time to meet the experts who founded their skincare brand to solve many of the issues that our listeners have been telling us they face in midlife. Yes, it's time to welcome Claire and Rebecca Hopkins. The sisters came up with the idea to set up their own skincare company over their kitchen table in a bid to find a better work-life balance. And they set up Balance Me in 2005. Rebecca, who is 51, had retrained as a reflexologist after working for a global beauty brand and Claire who was 48 said goodbye to a successful career in the city to harness her passion for aromatherapy and their all-natural brand has now won 75 industry awards and employs 15 people. Welcome Claire and Rebecca to Postcast from Midlife. So I think we'll start by asking you about why you started the business. It's a good place to begin a skin discussion because you you have said you were quite stressed in your previous lives but you stepped out of that and then you began Balance Me. So talk us through that journey Rebecca. Yeah so I was working for a global beauty brand and my skin was completely out of balance in fact my life was out of balance I was super stressed I was traveling a lot and what was really disconcerting was I was you know promoting I was sort of championing all these amazing skincare brands but I myself didn't look like my skin was in balance and so Claire and I were living together at the time and Claire was hugely into natural remedies and she really got that in you know got me interested and what I found was what she was making me at home was actually having a really positive effect on my skin so I started to kind of dabble too realized it wasn't just about the kind of um the skincare it was about the sort of holistic life we were leading I sort of got very interested in plant-based food as well. And um, it just, that was really the sort of the the beginnings of realising, gosh, actually something is really out of balance. Um, Claire had been away travelling, got really into yoga, and I just thought now is the time to reevaluate my life. I retrained as a reflexologist because I got really interested again in holistic therapies too. 
and we were um, kind of making products in the kitchen. And I think, Claire, we were chatting, weren't we? I was actually treating you. And we just thought, you know what? This is ironic. There's no well-being in our workplace. I'm really in a much better place now. I think now's the time to kind of leave this industry behind and look at something that we felt was actually very pioneering at the time when, you know, the industry wasn't interested in natural remedies or even kind of they thought, Natural skincare was very gloopy, didn't smell very good. You had to keep it in the this fridge. This was um, 2005, wasn't it? Was, it was, so, absolutely. Yeah. Actually, even going back a little bit further yeah. than that, so the beginning of the 2000s. Um, but we'd seen how amazing, you know, what a fantastic results that we'd got using these, these particular products. We started our first business called Balanced Being. That was very much about sort of wellness, um, holistic therapies. But we were making products in the kitchen as a bit of a gift for our clients. They wanted to take a slice of well being away so they go away with um, body oils with foot scrubs polishes that we've made and actually one of our clients got back in touch it was Topshop at the time and said look we're launching our foot emporium you know we'd love you to give us 200 of your foot polishes we'll buy them from you and I saw pound signs in Claire's eyes and I said Claire we cannot <laughs> we cannot sell product that we've been making in our kitchen but it did give us the confidence to actually go out and find a UK manufacturer who would support our you know small business wanted to manufacture always have manufactured in the UK and we started very much at the beginning went back to Topshop we got a designer as well who'd helped us with our branding said what do you think and they absolutely loved it and gave us a pop-up shop so that was 2005 that was very much the beginning of Balance Me. And Claire was it easy to step out then you know you'd give up a career did you have to go and raise funds you know what was the business side of this because I know a lot of listeners will be thinking I'd like to set up a business and that's kind of what you two did isn't it? Yeah, we get asked that a lot, actually. I mean, it was easy for me because I'd given up work two years before because I'd kind of had this, I'd been working all over the the country and I'd had this scunthorpe moment where I'd been placed as a consultant (laughs) and one dreary night went to the cinema in Scunthorpe for a bit of a break um, from the project and watched the beach, the Leonardo DiCaprio, and suddenly (laughs) seeing kind of this amazing weather in Thailand, I just thought, gosh, what am I doing with my life? And then handed my notice in and that's all the part Rebecca explained retrained as a yoga teacher traveled the world so for me coming back I was used to not earning and I wanted to teach a bit of yoga but I didn't want it to be my full-time career and so we sort of dabbled so Rebecca and I managed to teach and she was a reflexologist to earn some money we had the events business we made good money from that just before we went into the recession so we had money to put into the business our dad gave us a small loan and um, we just went from there I think My advice would be to people is make sure that your business idea isn't just a hobby, that you can actually make money. And it might be that you want to start slowly, not in a kind of pathetic way, but really, you know, you can maybe work part time. So you've still got some money coming in because I think it's a real shock at the beginning. And people really don't realize how much it takes to earn that same pay packet. And really cash is king. We're accountants daughters. So at the end of the day, (laughs) you've got to be massively organized and make sure that, you know, make sure you can make money from it. You set out because you wanted a better work life balance. You know, you've had amazing success with this brand. It's so well loved by I mean, pretty much everybody I know. That can't be relaxing. I mean, have you got the work-life balance right? I would say it's a happy juggling act. I personally have to be super organised. So I've got fairly old um, teenage children, 118, 115. I'm married. We've got elderly parents. Obviously, we've got the business. Um, we're very much the face of the business. So it is a complete juggling act. And I think we both agree that 
even though we promote balance, obviously balance in life, balance in skin, we never, no one's ever quite fully in balance. But I, I find if, I, if I'm really organized, I make sure I've got time for the children, they're slightly less dependent, although we have had A-levels, then I've got um, obviously work, making sure I can fit in all the social media, because it's actually now not how it used to be when back <laughs> in the day, it's very much 24-7. I'm sure you appreciate that too. And then it's being having time for me and setting mm. those routines and those rituals. So having very um, pleasurable skincare rituals. Obviously, we're always trying new products. So it's, you know, as well as having my favorites that I know really work for me and my skin at the moment, it's actually incorporating other ones. So again, sort of planning that ahead. And then also not being afraid to go and be a little bit selfish with my time. So fitting in time in the morning, I've got very into cold water swimming, um, yoga, and I've just been on a yoga retreat. So I try every year to have one week away on my own to kind of reboot so as well as lovely love my family holidays it's it's that so yes very much a juggling act Claire your children are a bit younger aren't they so you're probably at a different yeah. stage are you able to take a week away if you wanted no, to no. no I'm not at all um it's it's interesting actually because when we set up the business Rebecca was just having children so she was in that really full-on stage mine are 10 and 12 now I don't feel ready to take the time away. I think it's because we grew up with the most amazing mother um, and she was full-time mum, very hands-on and a great role model. And then for for sort of ladies of our age, we're juggling full-time career, wanting to be that great role model mother and fit it all in. And that is a real challenge. What I find is I have to do it first thing in the morning, exercise, Mm. that's what keeps me sane. And even if I start work a little bit later, I know I'll be so much more focused. But yes, I'm at that stage where secondary school's just started, but we're busy, you know, trying to all eat together in the evening and find food that my 10-year-old fussy son wants to eat that all the family want to eat and, you know, (laughs) baking some cakes. And we're very, I think we have a very, very full-on lifestyle. So the thing that works for me is just making sure that um, I'm taking more time off in the holidays now. I love traveling and I just think you have to sort of work out what works for you. So it's it's taking proper holidays with the kids because I see from Rebecca, they grow up so fast. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's not worth compromising that family time. We're here really to talk about skin as it ages and as, as you age and you're both kind of in our listeners age groups. So one of the things that you talk really well about actually and across your social media and on your site is, is this effect of stress and lack of sleep. When you don't take a holistic approach, what happens have you noticed and what have your community told you about midlife skin as it ages, Rebecca? So very much stress, absolutely. It can have some physical effects on the skin. So very much the dark circles, the kind of the crinkles, the crepey skin, the, the dehydration, the uh, the loss of tone and the rough texture, sensitivity. A lot of our um, customers have been in touch saying, gosh, I never had this sensitive. Now I seem to be developing rosacea or, or um, you know, mm-hmm. exactly we've been talking about it haven't we and, and psoriasis or hormonal outbreaks again you know things that probably haven't had spots since they were teenagers so all of these different physical um, symptoms we're finding but then also a lot of emotional we all you know we're on this roller coaster emotional journey as we travel through midlife so again stress can have those kind of effects which is why we're always so conscious as well as the amazing ingredients that we use and kind of the product formulations it's also about the Roma it's making sure that we address the whole kind of 360 the mood and the how we can make people feel better and we're all going to be stressed and it is going to cause certain symptoms but it's how we deal with it and I think obviously 
in midlife, as, as we've t- discussed, there is so much going on. And I think your identity, how you look, how you feel, if you if you do start having problems skin, it, it can be really upsetting, can't it? So I think we need you guys to tell us because you are the experts. What are the kind of questions that we should be asking ourselves about our skincare at this life stage? If we were going to do a like, right, blank sheet of paper, where do I start? So I think the first thing is to say, do you have a routine? Because we have been fascinated, the number of people we've spoken to that actually don't even have a skin. I know, routine. people tell us that all the time. It's mad not having a routine. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, soap, maybe soap and water. But apart from that, so you would thing, say, yeah. do you have one? So it's kind of asking yourself, because certainly as you're traveling through midlife, we talked about the you know estrogen levels depleting. It really is important to have one physically, first of all. And then the other question is, you might have one, but have you actually changed your skincare routine to adapt to the changes that you're finding in your skin, kind of in your own well-being? So we w- always want to keep it simple. Again, most people don't know about layering or number of products you should use. And we're all about keeping it really simple. And we would sort of suggest very much a three-step approach. So always start the day and end the day with clean skin. Have that ritual. It's it's lovely. It's just more than anything it actually stops you at the beginning and end of day and makes you take that five minutes of self-care so clean skin um then the middle layer we would say that's where you can introduce something a little bit more potent so there's certain key ingredients that are very good at this time we've talked about dehydration so hyaluronic acid the vitamin c's that can help with pigmentation the sort of um, we've got a retinal alternative but the things that are going to help with those fine lines and then the glowy because we're all sort of wanting the glowy skin so it's that middle layer where you can actually and they're slightly um more fluid ingredients so they can deliver the more potent ingredients more effectively on your clean skin skin must be clean and then think of that last layer your moisturizer it's like your overcoat you know you know that the beginning of the day that the day is going to throw all sorts of things at you kind of emotionally and environmentally so if you've got that lovely cashmere overcoat type thing on something that's going to really lock in moisture then that's a good really good sort of three-step simple routine and you'll create this lovely ritual and something to look forward to both at the beginning of the day it sets you up and at the end of the day to help you kind of unwind at night and Claire what changes I mean we've talked about this before what should we be asking ourselves about the changes in our skin what are we looking for because everyone will have a different three-step won't they and it's good to know that you put the serums and the stuff in between that and the moisturizer because I'm always getting that one I know you take it for granted when you work in the industry but so many people don't kind of know the order to use their products in I think for me so I'm very much at the perimenopausal stage um, and I'm noticing all the symptoms and some of the things so kind of the loss of collagen and the sagging skin those 11 lines for me it's been looking for hyaluronic acid and it's incredible because there are things that you can do without you know some people do want to do fillers and it's absolutely up to everybody but there's a few things that you can do to really sort of have the maximum benefit so I always look for hyaluronic acid in a product we put it in our moisturizers we put it in our serums and we have dedicated hyaluronic um, products so some people want to use it in a mist form I also use our primer on my 11 lines because it's those sort of first signs of aging you know the 11 lines you can Mm -hmm. really plump your skin with hyaluronic acid because it holds over a thousand times its weight in water so if you've got a low molecular weight hyaluronic acid going into your skin it's going to really help to plump from the inside so that was one thing for me that's kind of sagging 
I don't know if this is strange, but I've used an eye cream since I was about 11 years old. I just loved <laughs> well done you. I, yeah. used to get, I used to get teased on sleepovers and then now I'm seeing the benefit, I guess. But I was really passionate when we started our skincare that we put an eye cream in. And I just think applying that at least once a day around your eye area um, massively helps because it's very thin, um, the skin around there and you can get dark circles because we all suffer from lack of sleep. I think that's a big perimenopausal um issue puffiness around the eyes yes that was puffiness that- how do you deal oh. with that because it's quite I common found, yeah well I found it fascinating so we were um sort of on an event oh a couple of years ago and this one lady was chatting to me and she was actually going to have her eye bags done and I just said to her do you have sinus problems um and are you massaging in that area and she messaged me a few days later and she'd actually it was she'd got blocked sinuses and it was causing mm. this puffiness and so just really good massage applying an eye cream that's going to help um again with some key actives um that we're going to brighten around that area but you know it can just be sort of simple symptoms and we get kind of caught up in sort of having to have surgery for something when you put moisturizer on is it worth massaging then or or do you do patting because I sometimes think I'll massage or I'll pat or I'll massage or I'll pat I don't know what to do yeah do you know I actually think just do what's right for you and if you want to massage at that stage a great time to massage is when you're cleansing because your skin is you know you've got your cleanser on and you can spend some time really really cleaning the skin but it's that touch on your skin and really massaging um, that makes such a difference. So if you prefer to do it at the moisture level, I actually do it at cleansing because right. I just think, you know, you've mm. massaging, you can um, apply your some water as well and then just work the product in and take it off. And then for me also, it's that glow. So glow and pigmentation I've really noticed that that changes so wearing a really good SPF we've got a BB cream I absolutely love so it's easy for me to put that on because a lot of people are kind of put off by SPFs because they can be kind of quite heavy on their skin Mm -hmm. Um, so I think find the texture that's right for you pigmentation look for great ingredients Rebecca's mentioned some of them like vitamin C Mm -hmm. and um, and I'd also recommend exfoliation because your skin the cellular turnover isn't as regular mm. and I can find that I can put something like our um, AHA glow mask on 15 minutes wash it off and your skin just looks sort of really glowing and healthy for us it's more about like making your skin look the best it possibly mm. can for your age rather than trying to look like you did in your 20s yeah. so using a mask like that it gives you 15 minutes of downtime you're doing your exfoliation and it's it's a kind of self-care it's almost like a nice kind of ritual and I have to say I'm using you know back to the point about massage because I've really got into facial massage and your lovely balm cleanser which is smells divine and it's it's quite sort of oily and smooths over the skin really beautifully doesn't it so it's it's about thinking about different textures of products as well isn't there and with cleansers whether it's a wash or whether it's a balm absolutely and I think that texture is so key again at this stage of our lives because a you've got to want to put it on it's got to feel comfortable it's got to deliver the um the sort of the ingredients you want it to deliver it's got to make you stop and kind of take that five minutes and just think right you know I've got to massage upwards that's always good because everything's sort of going south at the moment the other way yeah (laughs) in the other way unfortunately actually the great thing about the mask too is it's not uncomfortable it doesn't sort of dry really hard because again I think that can cause aggravation where it might not have caused aggravation in the past so it is it's about reading it's about wanting I think people will adopt a skincare routine 
if it feels like a pleasure to use and it can mm. become a ritual you know that's the really very much the essence of balance me as well as bringing the skin back into balance in the process and what about spots see so my teenagers get terrible acne and we try various things but I, I've got a friend who's who's older than me who's suddenly developed acne. Well, I wouldn't call it acne, but she gets spots. What do, what is your advice around spots, Claire? Well, try not to pick them. Don't um, pick them. No, don't pick them. But actually, um, I mean, we've got an amazing um, facialist, and she, I, I would say, go and have a treatment with an amazing facialist, and um, right. they do good ones can do extraction if the spot is ready to be extracted I would say really look at particular products salicylic acid is amazing so that's called BHA and you can put that on it's an acid a chemical exfoliant so but it's actually oil soluble so that will go into your pores and really help to kind of stop blockages I think you can do lots through really great skincare I mean talking at all different levels are you cleaning your skin properly I've noticed my daughter who is just going she's 12 now she's just sort of starting those early stages of puberty we just started her off with a really gentle cleanser so our pre and probiotic cleansing milk and actually by properly cleansing that's massively helped her spots and that kind of teen skin very depressing when you get it when you're older but we've got things like congested skin serum I think it's all those things of not drying your skin out in the past there were always those really harsh products when you got um acne that you thought you had to sort of put on to and it's almost punishing your skin Mm. we've also found having teenagers it's been fascinating it's really helped with our innovation because even just getting them into a routine as Claire said or hearing what their friends are you know what sort of woes are coming back from school they watch a load of YouTube rubbish is the problem Mm. and then they change their routine every 20 minutes and they'll come down and say I've just you know got this snail juice from blah 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 it's only 15p (laughs) is it working and I'll say obviously not my daughter to keep those being gifted all these um these weird face masks and things like that I love and so worry about what you know is going on their mm. skin because it's so gentle and sensitive same you know your point with adult acne your skin is really sensitive um, and the last thing you want to be doing is sort of stripping it or playing around with it too much should we talk about sleep because we know that that has a big impact everything is about sleep isn't it and um, I don't know about you guys but I kind of felt like it wasn't very long before going out of my baby years because I had my kids quite late about sort of 36 37 so lots of sleepless years and then suddenly I'm into perimenopause and then I'm sleepless because of that as well and it does have an impact on your skin I mean thankfully now I'm on HRT and my sleep is is brilliant but sleep how do you get a good night's sleep how do you ensure you get a good night's sleep and what if you're not what can you do to boost your skin we sort of talk about this at length and we think it's about creating these boundaries it's about actually preparing yourself for sleep having some really good sleep inducing rituals that you might do from you know reading through to um having that evening routine where you're actually thinking right i want the more calming products i want to maybe spend a little bit more time you're sort of preparing yourself for sleep as we went through this sort of and I'm a little bit further I'd sort of say I'm in the menopause now and I think that's probably because I can actually take booze so that's why I've decided I think I've <laughs> kind of moved through it because I really couldn't drink for ages without feeling like I've been shot so I think I'm in the menopause <laughs> in the perimenopause but while while we were traveling through that we were innovating and we actually bought um out our beauty sleep um products because it was thinking right how can we create something lovely as part of our skincare ritual that will help us sleep too 
room. It's about the kind of the smells. We've got this amazing mist. We talked about pillow mist. Should we launch one? Shouldn't we? But we're quite, we sort of thought, no, actually, why why waste it on the pillow? We actually want it on us. So we've got this lovely mist. It's very cooling. It's got some lovely sleep inducing oils in there, the valerian, the sun johns wort. So that will help calm you down. We've also got a lovely CBD roll because we're very interested in CBD and how that can help alleviate mm. stress. Claire always has taught me with yoga and meditation. So actually going on this yoga retreat, I've kind of refound meditation. And if I do happen to wake up in the night, I'll actually switch on my app from this mm-hmm. yoga teacher. And I find that really helps calm me down and help me go back to sleep. So again, it's about those rituals and, and making time to prepare for sleep. Fascinating, isn't it? That lack of sleep and having, because the rituals, mm-hmm. you are absolutely right. Just giving yourself that time before bed. And Claire, you've talked about the power of touch and skin as well haven't you tell us a bit about that yeah so quite interestingly I think our mum was always we grew up with a mum that was always sort of on diets and eating cottage cheese and avocados Boomers, like women I know, it's and I remember a book I don't know if she bought it but it was this one of how to banish cellulite in in whatever but one thing that when we were sort of looking at that or, or reading it one thing um, that really sort of stayed with us was the body brushing dry skin mm. body brushing and again I've been doing that from sort of teen um, years you literally brush your skin towards your heart and it massively helps with circulation it keeps the skin tone and I think it's just getting into that ritual of doing it at least once when do a day. you do it then well I do it um first thing in the morning actually um I used to do it twice a day then had children and ran out of time <laughs> so I then decided oh I'm going to buy a second brush and it was twice as fast, so I could do it in half the time. And I've just kept going with it. And that with, um, so the dry skin body brushing with um, massage as well is massive, massively helpful. And I think we all sort of think, gosh, we're going to spend all the money on our face and you can kind of forget about your body as well. And it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to take lots of time, but just keeping the skin circulation on your hips and thighs moving. Um, it's great for exfoliating the skin. Your skin feels really really, really wonderful afterwards. Um, and then it's an oil that I created when I was 18. It was the first product that we launched with was our super firming body oil. So I put oils in there that help with lymph drainage. And so I've always body brushed and then got into the bath or shower, come out, and then I've massaged our oil into my skin. Um, and so yeah, nice. it does, it makes mm. a massive So two brushes, difference. like, so one, so I'm visualising this, yeah. one in each hand, and you sell them as a set, do you, or you sell them? Yeah, we've just literally launched them, yeah. because for years we got asked, and that was the one thing I said, gosh, it's like all these things, you can't just say, oh, I'm going to dry skin body brush, and I'm going to get rid of cellulite, you have to look at the holistic approach, mm. so mm. you've got to be drinking water, you can't drink excessively, you've got to eat a good diet but all these things together help and so the dry skin body brushing I have a a brush in each hand Mm -hmm. I start at my feet in little circular motions and then work up my legs towards my heart so brushing over your thighs very gently on areas of sensitive skin so in Mm -hmm. circular motions over your tummy and very gently on your chest and then again on your hands and up your arms and you can do it all in a couple of minutes Mm -hmm. if you're being super super diligent then obviously do it night and morning and then the massage as well I, I really think you can't it's so important to massage and oil in afterwards just to really sort of get the full of full benefits 
And then Rebecca, I mean, the power of smell, you guys, your brand is all about these incredible smells. And where do you find them from? And what can they do for us? So we blend very much on three levels. So absolutely aroma. We work with this fantastic British perfumer who's down in this, the um, kind of Somerset countryside. And Claire also with her aromatherapy, it's sort of a, it's a group exercise. It's probably our favourite part of our innovation is actually blending the aroma. But also essential oils have amazing skin benefits. So we'll blend for the benefit so it's whether it's trying to kind of embalm the skin balance the skin calm it, inflammation down and then the mood enhancing because like music you know like sound different um, smells evoke different memories so whether we want to kind of help somebody sort of relieve stress or whether we're helping to kind of wake them up in the morning our wake up wash is lovely and zesty so all of that is um we very much take into account and we know how we have mood fluctuations as well at this sort of time Mm. so it's about thinking about that as well for ourselves and are these fragrance is going to really help on all those different levels both sort of mindfully spiritually as well as actually the benefits that they're going to give the skin and we're actually we're very excited because we're finally launching something that's going to kind of go right back to our roots it's this balanced being oil which is almost mm. a bit like going on a yoga retreat if you haven't got time for a week it's that kind of reboot <laughs> under your nose to really help to kind of bring you back into balance so I know that we've been working on the sort of the blend and we've we always test all of our new products with a panel of about a hundred, because we always think, you know, we test them, we then test them with Mandy, our facialist, but then we put them out to a panel of a hundred to think, right, well, we think this works for us, but actually does it work? And can mm. we make those claims? So a mood is again, something mm. that we're asked all the time. You know, so, so yeah. So obviously you can't give us the secret blend of scents <laughs> or, or aromas, but what maybe just like, What's an uplifting scent? What's a calming scent? What's a, just give us a few top line if somebody was just wanting to have a sniff. Well, it's quite nice to think of a fragrance on on sort of chords. So you've got your top chord, um, your high notes, if you're sort mm-hmm. of uh, singing. Um, and those would be like your citrus oils that just bounce out, your nice kind of zesty ones. And so you'll kind of smell those immediately. And then you've got your medium chords, which is sort of um, those ones that sort of stay around a little bit longer. It depends by fragrance, but you can maybe take oils like geranium. Um, that's great for balancing your hormones. That's kind of like a nice middle note. And then your base note. So I always sort of liken it to those roots, you know, when you're doing yoga and you want to be balanced um, mm. and you can kind of feel your, your feet through the ground. It's those sort of woody notes. So trees with roots. So it could be things like sandalwood or benzoin. And, um, and those kind of fix the fragrance and they sort of draw out in a longer, longer smell. And so you need all those three together to really balance. And we'll come up with these lovely fragrances, but then obviously every base that we develop. So we work with amazing chemists to kind of come up with the formula using great natural actives that again have been scientifically proven and then we have to sort of sweep the fragrance in to bring out all the properties of the um, of the product that we want but also to give it a really pleasurable aroma to use so scent is so amazing I mean Mm. we all know if you want to be brought back into the present you use hearing and you use smell as well and so I think that's where it's very helpful for us Mm. it's got to be a real pleasure and everybody comments on how beautiful the aromas are Mm. of our our products. Brilliant you've shared so much fantastic information If, if somebody is feeling inspired and thinks right I need to just go and start again who do they 
they talk to? I mean, talking to skincare experts, how do you find one? Do you just go on the website and work it out for yourself? Or is there someone you can talk to? So we actually have a button on the top of the website, book a consultation. So we've got a really great team of skin experts and they're used to sort of every type of skin issue, et cetera. So it's all free and we do really recommend it. And we get so many lovely customers and um, sort of testimonials afterwards to say how helpful it has been mm. because everybody's got a different issue, you know, and, and, Skin can change even sort of every week, every month. Again, it depends on what's sort of being yeah. thrown at it environmentally. So it's really good to take stock, chat through all the kind of issues, and then we can help recommend and keep it really simple, like we said, because there's no point overloading somebody and it's sort of starting with one thing and then building up to really help sort of put a sensible routine together. Thank you so much for coming on, team, um, for launching such a lovely brand which seems to take such everyone's personal journey into account in a kind of holistic way we have got some good news for our listeners haven't we uh, mm-hmm. anyone who would like to shop uh, some of the all natural balance me products we can offer you a 20 percent discount right now we're going to put all these details on our private facebook page and our social media and the code is all lowercase postcards 20 so if we go on the website balanceme.com all the details will be there as well so thank you very much claire and rebecca Oh, thank you. Now, we can't finish this episode without a little trip down memory lane from one of our nostalgia noodles. We love to go back in time, don't we? And obviously, this is going to be a beauty-focused one. What are you going to hit me with? Some blue eyeshadow? No. Lipstick? I'm going to take you back to skin. (laughs) And I'm going to take you back to the 90s when I heeded all the advice and I thought, you know what, those those sunbeds don't look safe. I don't think I'll do that. I know what I'll do. I'll do fake tan because I'll be Mm. brilliant at that. And I won't bother to get a professional to do it. I'll just do it myself. (laughs) Because you know everything. And I feel like copper tone. I feel it was called something Mm. like that. Um, doing the fake tan and I had that moment where I thought I did my whole body and I thought I looked amazing then I thought well that looks okay I'll do my face as well (laughs) (laughs) obviously it's not the same is it no No. and I didn't look brown I looked orange I mean like properly oh I couldn't go out a week and also at the time I think they had got to that point with fake time where they hadn't been able to take the orange out I I think it wasn't till sort of early 2000s Mm. they could remove the chemical that made you look Mm. like Des O'Connor or uh, Mm. that man who did supermarket sweep he Um, was great Dale Dale Winton I mean I basically look like Dale Winton for a large part of the last (laughs) 90s Where's I, your nostalgia? I bet you were wafting movie? as well. There's quite a oh, strong waft back in the morning. Yes. <laughs> well, I've gone a bit further back, um, more to the 80s. And do you remember we used to have like a flicked fringes? I think the One youngsters call them now, they call what do they call them now? Curtains. Curtains and that. But we had a flicked fringe across the front of our like the human league. Bit human league, bit lady yeah. die, all the all the different ways you could do a flick fringe. So that was the, the fashion. So one had to have a, a, a flicked fringe. But of course, when you've got slightly greasy hair and hormonal teenage skin, I just had this raft of literally spots <laughs> all over oh, my and of course Trish. it was literally vicious circles. You had to have the fringe to cover the spots, but the fringe was also aggravating the spots. So I had this idea one day. I got some, I think it was clearasol, which you dab on yeah. each spot individually. And I thought there's so many, I, I haven't got the time, smeared it all the way. <laughs> 
across <laughs> my rather large forehead because I have got quite a bit. You worry forehead. about your forehead, don't you? I don't you? mind yeah. my forehead. It's yeah. quite big, though, is, is the thing to note here. Mm. So I just remember sitting then in a geography lesson that afternoon with literally flakes and burning, flakes burning. of skin and burning. And I just thought, oh, dear, I, I don't think I've done this right. Thankfully, I haven't really had spots since then. So maybe no. it did, did the trick. It's frightened them my away. skin, frightened them. So that was a little sort of oh. beauty mishap, which I hope no teenager don't has do to it. go through these days. Don't, don't try that at home, right kids. Well, thank you, everyone, lovely listeners, for listening into our skincare special. If you'd like to contact us about anything, do email us at hello at postcardsfrommidlife.com or you can join us on our private Facebook group where we do discuss everything that comes up on the show. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.